Central New York, and hello, hockey fans all across the internet, and welcome to the Central New York Hockey Report podcast. I'm your host, Scott Kinville, and tonight we have a trifecta of awesome, because we have got three members of the Morrisville Mustangs men's hockey team coming on the show tonight. Before I bring them in, though, of course, I want to bring in my co-host, my producer, my mentor, <laughs> the man, David the Save Warner. Yeah, okay, whatever you say. Hey, listen, try <laughs> yeah. to be nice. Yeah, because yeah, the intro gets longer and longer. <laughs> Jeez. How you doing? Good. Good. I'm, I'm great. Great? All right. You ready for this? The campaign is over. I'm ready for anything. Yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about that yeah. in, uh, in segment two because, yep. yeah, you had a, you had a big week. So had a big week, yep. Exactly. Awesome. And uh, for those of you who are normally watching our show, you know Jordan is our other co-host. He's uh he's trying to sign in, so he's having uh, some technical difficulties. He always has technical difficulties. I know, I know. We got to we got to fix that problem for him. But yeah, well, that means we'd have to fix him. So yeah, well, that's a little beyond repair. Yep. Yep. But anyways, uh, <laughs> that notwithstanding, when he gets in, he gets in. Right now, I want to bring our guests in, though, because like I said, we got three members of the Morrisville Mustangs men's hockey team. Tonight with us, we have assistant coach Ryan Pascarella, goaltender Garrett Boyanowski, and defenseman Rob Hawk. Thanks, guys, for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. That's, Thank you. That is awesome. And, uh, you know, guys, I'll tell you, I, I see, Rob, you're still at the rink. We were just talking about that. That's yeah. uh, So you work part-time there. Yeah, I do. I work a lot of nights at the rink. Yeah, you just you just can't seem to get enough. I guess you are the proverbial rink rat, aren't you? I guess so. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, listen, we want to get to get started with some little bit of background information on you guys because you know the viewers want to know about you. They want to know what makes you tick and all that. So, coach, I'm going to start with you. Uh, you were a goaltender at Fredonia, uh, Suniac yeah. rival of the Mustangs, uh, and now you are in the green and white. Uh, let's see. You started off coaching with the Gilmore Academy in Ohio. And you came to the Mustangs from the El Paso Rhinos, which I love that name. So tell us a little bit about your path to Morrisville. Yeah, so originally I started uh, my college hockey career playing at uh, Fredonia State and was there for four years and a part of, part of that team. And at the, at the end of my college career, kind of wanted to get into coaching. Um, my coach over at Fredonia, Jeff Meredith, uh, helped, helped kind of pave the way for me and I ended up being lucky enough to get a job out at Gilmore in Cleveland, Ohio, and had a, had a great season there. And while I was there, I was actually able to jump on with the El Paso Rhinos in the North American League as, as one of their regional scouts and help them out a little bit, trying to get some players into there for their upcoming season. And throughout that year, with everything I learned, I, I was fortunate enough to get the job here at Morrisville and haven't looked back since. Yeah, that's awesome. And like I said, I just love that Rhino's name. It's it's a great name. And you're going to see a little bit of a trend here because these the players have come from awesome name programs as well. So, Garrett, I'm going to jump over to you. You, my friend, are in your senior year. You're from St. Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Sorry about that. Uh, you played for the Milton Menace before yeah. coming to Morrisville, which, again, another awesome name. Uh, so tell us, how did uh, how did your path to Morrisville go? Uh, well, it was my, my age out year in junior I uh, I was in the, the Northern League there my previous two years, and then I wanted to move down south to southern Ontario there to get some more exposure. Um, landed in, in Milton and started off really well. Um, got got a couple, was talking to a couple schools, and then um, Morrisville reached out at the, t- uh, at the time with our former, former assistant, 
before two before Ryan, um, Coach Azano. Uh, he was Canadian, so he recruited. Uh, liked to recruit out of Canada a little bit, so he uh, kind of reached out and started that process. And then, you know, been here for well, this will be my fourth year here, and uh, like Ryan, haven't really looked back. That's awesome. And you'll see same Marie. I think Wayne Gretzky played some junior hockey there, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. For our, uh, we have a OHL team there. He played there, I think, for a year, and then they just retired uh, Joe Thornton's number two, uh, like last weekend, I think. Oh no, kidding! Because yeah. it, as I understand, I think that's where he actually started wearing number ninety nine. Uh, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that one, but I I know that's where he played. Yeah, it's a it's a and again, guys, I I didn't tell you this earlier, but I am an absolute warehouse of useless information. So if there's anything useless you need to know, just ask me. Because anything important, forget it. But <laughs> uh, so so Rob, we're gonna go over to you. You too are in your senior year. You're from Spencerport, New York. Now I like to think that I know my New York State geography, but I'm kind of stumped. Where is Spencerport? Rochester. It's the west side of Rochester. Ah, gotcha. Uh, you played for the New England Wolves of the Eastern Hockey League. And again, I will ask you, how about your path to Morrisville? Uh, so I kind of was, I guess, as uh, hockey players call it, a suitcase throughout juniors. You know, I played in the GoJ, the GOJHL, you know, as a first-year guy. And then I moved up to the USPHL. Then I found a home in New England my age out here. And uh, it was just great. The coaching staff, Tim Coons, Bates, all those guys were great, you know, helped me develop. Um, I was beginning the season, you know, looking at what schools I wanted to go to, what schools had my program. You know, not a lot of schools have agricultural business or diesel technology programs. And Morrisville was one of those schools that had them, you know, just like Garrett, met up with Coach Zano and never looked back. Yeah, and that's that's one of the great things about Mooresville too. They have such a variety of, of programs there. Uh, my stepson went to school there, and, and he loved every minute of it. Uh, so, you know, you guys play at the Mooresville Iceplex, and you shared the Iceplex with the Center State Youth Hockey Association, which is they're they're just a fantastic group of people. And I know you guys do a lot of work with them. So, if you would tell us a little bit about what you do with them. Uh, so, I guess that's where kind of where I come in. So, last year. Our assistant coach before Ryan, Andrew Viglucci, kind of re-got that connection going with us, with the center state. You know, COVID happened and we weren't able to skate with them because of the protocols. You know, we didn't have a season, you know, and it was just tough. And then sophomore year, the year after COVID, we still have all these protocols. Got to watch your social distancing, you know, wearing masks. So it it was tough. And then my junior year, Andrew came in, you know, all the restrictions got lifted and he kind of paved the way for us. So I would go out every chance I could, you know, I'd work with learn to play all the way up to U14 kids. And I just enjoyed it, you know, from when I was a younger kid, I'd go out with learn to skate kids and mites. So I just love doing it. So then when Andrew went to LIU, the coaches approached me, Ryan and Krogs like, Hey, we kind of need someone to coordinate between the, our program and them. Do you mind doing that? I'm like, yeah, sure. I love to. So I'm, I guess, a coordinator of players between, you know, all the players at Morrisville and center state. So I help the kids out getting to the ice times, you know, like each guy works 
once a week with a certain team. So we'll have four guys out on an ice sheet at a time because here they sure. were so limited with ice. You have a split session. So 10 U and 12 U skate together, 18s and 14 skate together, and then learn to play six U and eight U's. I'll s- split the ice. So it was just a great way to give back to the community and get fans to come enjoy our games. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, like I said, it's such a fantastic thing. And I'm sure you guys kind of get that feeling because, you know, to, to these kids, you guys are the rock stars, right? They're, 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 they they got to be so pumped to be out on the ice with the Mustangs. So I'm going to go around the table here, and I'll start with you, Coach. Who were some of your hockey idols growing up and who, you know, you wanted to pattern your game after? Yeah, so for me it was uh, Mark Andre Fleury and Jonathan Quick were kind of kind of the two oh. guys as I was uh, as I was coming coming into my older years that I really wanted to play like I was never was never the biggest guy was never the best skater but I felt that both of those guys were very athletic and found ways to stop pucks so that was kind of kind of who I modeled myself after or at least tried to. Yeah, I'll tell you, Jonathan Quick is such a fun goaltender to watch. I couldn't even imagine trying to do what he does, though, because the guy is just human Gumby. There's a... Oh, for sure. I mean, there's a there's a reason he's in the NHL and I'm coaching. <laughs> yeah, did you ever think to yourself, I'm going to try to do a Jonathan Quick move and then go, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, senior year of college, that's when I started feeling that. and I made the right decision. <laughs> that's great. Garrett, I'll throw that question over to you. Uh, well, when I was a kid, I would, uh, I would put on like the road hockey stuff and helmet in my living room and watch, uh, I loved Kippersoff on the flames. Ooh, he was Mika. one and, uh, and Rollison on the Oilers. Those were two that I, I just kind of liked to watch when I was younger, but then growing up, um, I mean, the classic one would be Carey Price just cause of how calm he is in the net. Um, I also try and be a bit like, um, a little bit like. Freddie Anderson too. I like the way he plays and being an unfortunate Leafs fan, I got to watch him quite a lot over the past couple of years. So he's, those are some that I try and try and emulate, but I, I just try and do my own thing out there. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's really cool. And Rob, of course, we're going to ask you the same question. Uh, I think Drew Doughty, you know, he's a guy that's not overly huge. Like I'm not a big guy by any means, you know, he's, he works hard. He doesn't just go out there and do the motions. He's always a guy that, you know, you see when he's out there, he just gives his 100%. So that's what I try to do. You know, I'm not an overly skilled guy, but that's basically mine. Yeah, but I got to ask you, Rob, do you chirp like Drew Doughty? No, no, that part, <laughs> I kind of keep my mouth shut. But <laughs> let everything else do the talking. That I don't do. And it looks like you still got your teeth, too. So, you know. <laughs> uh, Partially, partially have my teeth, <laughs> the ones that matter. Well, I got to tell you something. You guys are after my own heart because I grew up as a Kings fan. So this is, this is awesome to hear two L.A. Kings legends be mentioned in the same show. This is great. So, Garrett, we know you were a Leafs fan. Coach, yeah. how about you? Who's your NHL team? Um, Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, we got. looks like we got a little rivalry going, Rob. Uh, mine, I got two, Pittsburgh and L.A. Really? <laughs> Yeah. See that? I, I never thought there'd be another LA Kings fan around. This is great. <laughs> and I'm surprised you're not a Buffalo Sabres fan. You know, growing up in the Rochester area with like the Amherst and Buffalo, it was just like, I want to be different. I don't want to be that, 
you know, fanboy that everyone is, you know, Rochester, Buffalo area. A lot of people are Buffalo Bills fans, Buffalo Sabres fans. It's like, I want to be different. (laughs) Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, too, because I I know exactly how you feel because around here it's a lot of New York Rangers fans. So yeah. it's it's a constant argument, right? But that's hey, that's what makes it so much fun. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's uh, let's shift gears a little bit here. Uh, well, let's talk about the season so far. We started to talk about that before we came on the air. Uh, you know, it's been a you're you're playing the tough part of your schedule right now. In the past week, you've played two top ten ranked teams. Coach, we just talked about it. That is actually an advantage for your team, though, isn't it? Oh, for sure. It can it can definitely be an advantage. I mean. With with the SUNYAC, you're you're facing top fifteen nationally ranked um, opponents. Uh, it feels like all the time, and you know they say iron sharpens iron, right? So we're we're playing the best competition in the country, and we're only going to be better off for it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys agree? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. It's it's always good to play good competition because I mean that just it, it elevates your game for sure. And you know, speaking of which. Saturday night, you guys had an awesome win up in Potsdam. So it was a big come-from-behind victory, a three-goal third period, which, by the way, you started, Rob, with your goal. And, Garrett, you came in to get the win. So take us through that that locker room in between the, in the second and the third period and then that big third period comeback. I mean, yeah, we, we, we kind of went into the locker room just knowing we were we were doing the right things. We just we had a little bit more left in the tank and – like you mentioned, both of these guys played a pivotal role in really changing the momentum in that game and having us come out on the right side of it. For sure. And, and Garrett, you came in in the second period. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, like Ryan, Coach Ryan said there, I mean, I don't think there was ever, there was ever a doubt that we were going to lose that game. We knew that we were going to win, especially going into the third. There was – Krogs came in and was just – he repeated that we are winning this hockey game. And I think that just kind of that kind of resonated, and everybody believed it, and we came out and did what we had to do to win a hockey game. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as goaltenders, I'm sure you guys would agree, coming in cold in the middle of a game has got to be one of the hardest things to do. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I mean that that makes it all more impressive what uh, Garrett was able to do that night because it's it's not not an easy position he was put in, and he he performed well. Yeah, no doubt about it. And Rob, did you feel like Drew Doughty when you scored that goal? <laughs> I guess a little. I mean, you know, when those situations come up and I get that opportunity, it's like I'm in this spot for a reason. I need to, you know, put this in. This is going to be a huge thing for us. And I just got lucky with that one. I got, you know, I didn't get all of it, but got enough of it. So take us through the goal anyway. How did how did it come about? Well, we were setting up on a power play and we get in zone and, you know, we have certain sets we run and, we were getting through our looks and we were settling it down and Andrew Manley, my D partner, made a great play to pull their guys over to him. You know, same with Curtis Abbott and uh, Stevie Gerbis. They got all the attention on their side, made two quick passes to me over on that right or that left hand side, sorry, and I was just able to have that time to get a shot off off that one timer. Very good, very good. And like I said, that's got to feel fantastic. And, and what an exciting game, too. I mean, what was it, a minute 18 left, I think, when Cameron Clark, uh, Cameron Clark scored? It was, it was yeah. something like that. And, yeah, that, that's just awesome that you, that you guys picked up the win. Uh, so, Cortland, this Saturday, uh, you're going down to Cortland. A uh, little scouting report on the Red Dragons. 
Yeah, so uh, yet again, another another top 15 ranked team in the nation. So definitely, definitely have to take them seriously. I mean, they're, they're a team that's been on the rise for the last few years. They've, they've continued to improve. And I mean, they have great players and a great coaching staff. So we're going to be we're going to be in for a good game this week. Yeah, absolutely. You guys got any thoughts on that? Just excited to go play another top 15 team on the road. Try and take one away from them in their own rink is always a, a fun challenge. And I know the boys are excited for it. Get two points on the board. Yeah, absolutely. I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, guys, let's have a little bit of fun now. Because this is the part of the show where I always like to have some fun. And by the way, our, our co-host is in now, uh, Jordan Brockway. Welcome, Jordan. Always a pleasure, even if it was a mess today. Well, you know that that's that's adds flavor to the show, I guess. That's a yep. It's about the little things. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, exactly. there we go. Yeah, bang. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, guys. So we'll we'll start off with some easy ones here, and we'll go right down the table here. Workout songs. You 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 want to get your your workout going. You want to get pumped up. What is going into your uh, your your phone or whatever it is you're doing using player music? Coach, we'll start with you. Oh gosh, I don't know. I was I was never the guy on Ox in the locker room, and I'm, I still am not not the guy controlling the music in the weight room here. So. <laughs> Jeez, oh man, that's a tough one. Probably just anything heavy metal. Just something something to get you going. There you go. That's awesome. No Barry Manilow? No, God no. <laughs> Come on. Like to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Garrett? Uh same as coach. Some uh some heavy metal or some some older rock. Some like uh some Def Leopard or stuff like that. Always good in the gym. Awesome. Awesome. Rob. Tell us who is it. Oh, I'm the same way, you know, heavy metal, older rock, even some like rock country I'll listen to. Wow. Finally nice. some class. Well, <laughs> I'm from the you know, that western part of Rochester where it's a lot of farmland, you know. I grew up a farm boy basically, so it's kind of Hey. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. So he listened to country out there. Yeah, there you That's go. Good. Exactly. Yeah. But now that we we just did mention it, who does control the, the music in the gym? Garrett. <laughs> uh, it, it fully depends on who's there and then just who takes it. Uh, Clarky, Cameron Clark likes to take it over every now and then. Uh, Mateo de Blasio likes to play music, too, in the gym. Uh, nice. I think we might have to switch it up tomorrow because I think we're doing yoga instead of a workout. So the heavy metal and old rock might not mesh well with yoga at nine in the morning you never know but now that's interesting let's talk about that for a second so you're doing yoga instead of practice uh no just uh yoga instead of our instead of our team left um we've been we've been working pretty hard the last last few months and um with with our schedule tomorrow we ended up having to push push our practice up um a little bit earlier in the day so with our workouts butting up against practice, we decided that it might be better for the team to kind of, instead of a heavy lift, take, take a yoga day, take more of a, more of a recovery pre-practice instead of, instead of a heavy lifting. Now that is really interesting. Cause that's, that's honestly, that's the first time I've heard of, you know, a hockey team incorporating yoga into their regimen. So is this something that started this season or is this something you guys have been doing for a while now? Um, we've done like, mobility movements to where we're still using some weight in the past but you know 
focusing more on the stretch and the pull of your muscles. This is the first time for me in my college career to do yoga. Unless we woke up, you know, they'd post, you know, we have open yoga at this times and some of us would go do it, but we wouldn't actually have a team designated yoga session. Okay. That that's it. That that's really interesting. I I tell you that that is. Um so let's uh let's move on to the next one here. On the Mustangs, who is the best cook? Oh. That's that's a good one. I Garrett, you lived with one of them. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, other our uh, our other goalie Ryan Creenan is is uh quite a chef himself. Um trying to think. I mean I uh, I love to barbecue. Anything that's barbecuing, I'll I'll do. But I mean, I don't know if that makes me a chef or just you know. Oh, it certainly does because now you're making me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for good barbecue. Yeah. What's your go-to? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, I mean, the classic is you know steaks. Um, oh, the classic uh, is bar. It's brisket. Yeah, Come on, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> um. Honestly, anything. I mean, my dad, that's kind of how I grew up. Everything my dad could barbecue, we would barbecue even in, you know, the cold northern Ontario winters. It's like minus 20 and freezing snow. And where's my dad outside on the barbecue in his little <laughs> slipper? I, I like him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like it. It's perfect. Listen, that barbecue is going to melt that snow. Don't worry yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That is awesome. So Scott, when we get to the second half, I'll tell you my barbecue story. Okay. Here. Well, here. It, all right. All right. I'm, I'm, it, it challenges. That sound good. It's, no, it challenges his dad in slippers 20 below. Now, um, now I'm almost kind of afraid knowing it's gone from you. <laughs> but uh, I'm always afraid. <laughs> no, it wasn't a robe with no underwear. Okay, Come on. All right. Well, just making sure. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. All right. Here moving, we go. Moving right along. Who is the big, biggest video gamer on the team? Oh, we got a bunch. Yeah. So I guess I'll um, ask this: and what's the go-to game? Right now, I'd say with the the uh, Fortnite's probably pretty popular because they just redid something. I don't know. I don't play video games. I have a Wii, and that's about it. So I guess yeah. He's like me then. Yeah. It's like Fortnite. Because I'm probably in that category. When I'm not doing homework at the rink, I'll indulge myself in some video games. So it's probably like either Fortnite or uh, the new Call of Duty just came out too. So I know that's a big one. There you go. So, all right. So with Call of Duty, who's most likely to shoot their own teammate? (laughs) (laughs) So sorry about that, bro. I thought you were the enemy. (laughs) I mean, ah, I don't know. Uh, just depends. I think, I mean, some guys could get a little confused out there or just if <laughs> someone, someone took, ticked someone off at practice, you could see a little, <laughs> someone. um, game over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay. So who on the team then would make the best bouncer? Bouncer. Oh, um, that, that might be Jensen Dodge. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yep. Got him or Jonesy? That's true. Jonesy would be good too. Yeah, both of them at the door. Nobody's getting in. <laughs> no, no one. Or, 
<laughs> I don't care if this is your idea. You're not getting in. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is great. Oh, let's see. All right. This is a good one. Who is the Mustangs fashion plate? The best dresser on the Mustangs. Uh, you could throw Rob up there with his cowboy boots with every single outfit. I mean, it's a <laughs> statement for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I have um, suits, cowboy boots. I got dress boots for suits. Yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Now, do you got the Stetson yeah, to go work. along with it? No, no, not. I don't take it that far. I got to keep it somewhat. <laughs> Some, somewhat Yankee. Yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. And one last time here. Who has the best nickname on the team? You're, you're stumping them on every question. Oh, this hey. Is, yeah. Well, I have to say, I did. I, I didn't warn them ahead of time, so you I mean, this is much, this is on me. You know, that's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everyone has a really good nickname. Yeah, I mean, Jonas Lee's has about seven or eight. Yeah, that he's got. Um, Rob, yours is pretty good. The hacksaw. Is hacksaw that's not about oh, that's awesome! The hacksaw, really? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I like that one. I want to get that and like print it on the back of the hat now. The hacksaw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I do, I'll have you sign it. <laughs> so I, you know, I got to tell you, you know, your, your captain. Do they call him the Great Grasby? Literary yeah. reference. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I've heard a couple guys call him Gatsby before. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is awesome. Well, fellas, I, I, Rob, I know you said you're going to have to uh, get on the ice again with the with Center State pretty quick here. Uh, but I just want to thank you guys for, for taking the time to come on to talk to us. This has been so much fun, and this has been really awesome. Uh, is there anything you guys want to say to anybody who might be listening? Like a quick shout-out, a quick hi? Or... <laughs> Other than that, just roll Mustangs, right? Yeah, roll Mustangs. There you go. Awesome. Well, guys, listen, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, best of luck for the rest of the season. And I'll definitely be up to the Iceplex to uh, cover a few more games. And, uh, Rob, I think I got a picture of you uh, putting a, a Plattsburgh Cardinal into the boards. So, <laughs> if I <laughs> – and, Garrett, I got a couple of pictures of your awesome mask, too. So, we got, we got you covered. I'll make sure you guys get those. So Sweet. Thank you. All thank right. You. Awesome. Well, again, fellas, thank you so much. Best of luck for the rest of the season. Roll Mustangs, and we will see you at the Iceplex soon. All right, Thank perfect. You. Thank you very much for having us. All right, yeah, thanks, thank guys. Thank you. All right, have a good night. Thanks. All right, that was super cool. I tell you, I, I just I, I love those kind of interviews. I felt bad. I did kind of put them on the spot because I I never oh, well. I never tell anybody ahead of time because I always want to get that 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 organic reaction, you know? Yeah. Because if you tell somebody ahead of time, then they got time to think about it. But I just like to see the looks on her faces. But that's, you know, it's all good. Yep. <laughs> that's the best part. Yeah, exactly. Well, Jordan, I'm glad you made it in because um, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we got a lot of other hockey to talk about in segment two. And, of course, Dave's got some big news, too. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Visit My Little Falls and stay connected with the latest news, information, and events in the city and the area. Our mission is to generate interest in the community and connect residents in a more meaningful way by facilitating deeper conversations about how these stories will shape the future 
of the Mohawk Valley. Join thousands of weekly visitors who stay up to date with feature stories, interviews, videos, our event calendar, and print publication, The Mohawk Valley Express. It's about timely local news for the community, keeping citizens informed about important issues, telling about the people who live and work here, and giving locally owned businesses the opportunity to reach a very targeted audience of locals and tourists alike. It's a whole new form of media-rich content developed specifically for today's mobile lifestyle and listeners. You can download our iOS app in the iTunes store, listen to our podcast, or sign up for our weekly email newsletter. Stop by today. You'll be glad you did. All right, and we're back for segment two. You know, I should have mentioned that song to those guys. We were talking about the pump-up music That's for working it. out. Well, they could watch mm-hmm. this and, you know. Yeah. yeah. Do we even yeah. know what the name of that song is? No. No. <laughs> I have a, a yeah, I, I license a whole bunch of music, and it's in my, that library. Just call it Dave the Save. Yeah, I don't remember what yep. the hell it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so before we get going into the hockey news, all right, tell us your barbecue story. Okay, the barbecue story. So 2002 was the first time I'd really visited up here with Deborah, right? Mm-hmm. And if you remember back to then, Little Falls made the national news because they had this wicked huge snowstorm. And so for in the, here in the city, it was more than 36 inches. But we were up at Spruce Lake, mm-hmm. all right? So that's another 1,000 feet elevation up sure, there. Sure, We had five feet of snow. Five feet? Five feet of snow up there, right? And so I'm up from Austin, Texas, right? And they had planned this big barbecue. It was New Year's Eve, if I remember right. Either New Year's Eve or Christmas Day. I think it was New Year's Eve. Oh, boy. And they're like, well, we can't barbecue. It's a blizzard out there. There's snow everywhere. And I said, hell, I'm from Texas. I barbecue anywhere. And I was out in that friggin' blizzard, (laughs) five feet of snow, barbecuing steaks in upstate New York. (laughs) And my (laughs) father-in-law says... And they call me the crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now, did anybody come out and put a carrot on your nose or anything? That's no, what I want to know. I tell you what, they could have. And, and I'm thinking, this is so great because I don't have to live up here and shovel this shit. Yeah. Well, that's the, no. the, the joke is on you. Yeah, little my did friend. I know, six, yep. year, six years later, I'm up here yeah, like, shoveling well, up there. Welcome back, Cotter. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and you know, speaking of Deborah, congratulations to your wife. Yes, just she, got elected mayor. She is the new mayor of a Little Falls. Uh, officially takes office January first. But uh, I tell you what, it was a surprise. You know, we we got home at about yeah, let's see what time was that? Just before midnight, I yeah. guess. And uh, got the concession call from her opponent. Very nice. We got to bed about one o'clock in the morning. I think it was. And I couldn't sleep, and I was exhausted. <laughs> and well. So, so I, I woke up at, at five o'clock in the morning. I go, "Hey, I can't sleep." She says, "Is that my problem somehow?" <laughs> <laughs> we start talking about everything, and I looked at my phone at five thirty, and there's already all these congratulatory yeah. messages pouring in, and so we had hundreds to field in the last. What day is this? Thursday, forty eight hours. Like that, yeah. Oh my God! It's been nuts. Phone calls and, yeah. and text messages, and it's all good though. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. She's already started now, working. We walked 
Eat. Main Street and Little Falls tonight, talking to all the really? business owners and finding out uh, what their needs were and what they were interested in. And Cool. Yeah, it was very informative. And I've also been told that you want to be referred to as the first dude. You know, uh, <laughs> Deborah's first veto was that name. Well... <laughs> <laughs> you lose pal <laughs> i lost that battle right off the bat it's the yep. fir- first gentleman yeah yeah, yeah. So, so that's uh, a mistake calling me a gentleman but, <laughs> well no kidding yeah. but. <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's awesome all the yeah. same though but uh it'll be great for little falls yes absolutely let's get back to hockey so we Why, gotta, this is fun. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. No, don't. <laughs> no, keep hey, going. Go out hockey. This I was going to say, show. don't throw my train of thought off. <laughs> yeah, r- rusty tracks. <laughs> It'll never get back on. Yeah. Yep. Uh, anyways, uh, we're going to start off the, the Colgate men. Uh, they are hosting Harvard tomorrow night. It's going to be Friday night down at the class of 1965 arena. And it's a big night because they are raising their ECAC championship banner. And they are also honoring longtime former head coach Don Vaughn. Uh, it's going to be awesome. We're going to have a ceremony for him along with the banner raising. If you're in the Utica area tomorrow night, Utica, Rome, Syracuse area, you want to see some hockey, get down to Colgate and check that out because it's going to be super cool raising the banner, uh, honoring Coach Vaughn, and we're going to be there to cover it. So, you know, if you see see the guy with the, the Central New York hockey hat or hockey reporter hat on, come over and say hi. That's, you know, just wanted to say that. Who is that? That's me. (laughs) Okay. Tomorrow night? Yeah, tomorrow night. Maybe maybe you'll take a road trip with me. He's he's like, she's checking his phone. Checking my phone, yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what day it is. Uh, And then speaking of the Raiders, uh, the next night, Saturday night, they're hosting Dartmouth. So two ECAC battles right there in a row. Uh, You know, I'll tell you, Jordan, those conference games are so important. You start winning those conference games, season turns around right off the hop. I mean, they're 3-4-1 right now. A lot of hockey left. I mean, if you recall last season, they started off kind of slow. They got hot in the second half, and look what happened. So, uh, again, if you if you can get down there, check that out. Uh, the Colgate women, the number three-ranked Colgate women, have just been on an absolute roll. Um, last Friday night, they beat Brown 4-2 to two at home. And then the next day, uh, I was down there for this game, they beat the seventh-ranked Yale Bulldogs 4 to nothing. And and I'll tell you something, Jordan. They made it look easy. That was it was very impressive for a team that's as as good as Yale is, and they are a very good team. Like I said, Coach Fargo's team just basically just rolled right through them. Uh, they are well, they're on the proverbial roll, and so they're like in the the opposite schedule of the men. So they are going to Harvard for. I'm sorry, uh, there it is. They're going to Dartmouth Friday night. And then they will play at Harvard on Saturday afternoon. So the men are hosting Harvard and Dartmouth. The women are out at Harvard and Dartmouth. So it's, uh, that's usually how the scheduling works, actually, with, with college hockey. It's, you know. Um, anyways, I know you want to talk about this one. The Utica Pioneers men, uh, they are 2-0-2. Uh, they are at Chatham. Or Chatham, I'm sorry. Uh, Friday night and Saturday. Uh, they were number three, and they dropped down to number four in this poll after last weekend's series against Stevenson. Uh, Friday night, they tied Stevenson 2-2, two to two, uh, lost in the shootout. So Stevenson got the extra UCHC point there. Saturday afternoon, they turned it on basically in the last half of the game, defeated the Mustangs 5-2. to two. Coach Gary Heenan, congratulations on your 350th win. Uh, you were there. What were some of your thoughts? So I missed the first game and then I watched it back and a lot of the testimony from my section was a lot of 
They weren't skating hard the first game, and they were just getting outplayed by a Stevenson team that was hungry, and we knew they were going to come in hungry, and that's what they did. The second game, there was a little bit of a lineup shift. I was very surprised that Mike Herrera wasn't in the lineup because he's been playing some of the best hockey of any freshman I've watched on this team. Sure. But they made it work without him, and Gary knows how to fit his lineups after a game because every time he shifts his lineup, it works perfectly, and that's what happened this game. They utilized their setups. They were getting more time. They were skating for pucks. They were very aggressive, and they stayed up, and that's been a problem is them staying on their feet, not getting knocked off the puck, and skating hard, and they're starting to figure that out alongside their chemistry, and that's what they need for the rest of the season. The schedule kind of gets easier from here, but Chatham's still a team that if you give them power play time, just like last year, they'll take it and they'll score. Yeah, absolutely. And and I was at the game Friday night, so between the two of us, we, we, we got it covered. We're good. Uh, and the one thing I noticed Friday night, and it, it was Stevenson playing very, very aggressive on the forecheck. Uh, I was I was very impressed by their effort. Like you said, they came in hungry. And no matter what, I throw the rank, rankings out the window, they always play the Pioneers hard anyway. It, it's just one of those, that's their, their series that, they, you know, they, they come in. Yeah. And it's been that way for, you know, for a long time. Uh, but, you know, they, they played a great game Friday night. Can't take anything away from them. Um, you know, but the Pioneers, like I said, they bounced back and, you know, Saturday afternoon to, to pick up that win. Um were you surprised that they dropped a spot in the polls, even though they didn't actually lose a game? Yes and no, in the sense that I kind of expected it, but it was still a little bit of a surprise. But at the same time, I know the team may want to make it to a number one, but that puts the biggest target on their back. And that's what you saw at the end of last year was there was such a big target on their back. Sure. And that's the one thing that the vets really need to do if they're going to stay this high is make sure that these freshmen, I'm not saying they're going to, and I'm not saying they are, but just keep them humble and keep their heads out of the clouds. If they do continue to play at this such high level, because you don't want your roster to get very, I don't want to say cocky, but for lack of a better term to get cocky. And I know Gary wouldn't let that slide anyways. Right. No, I, I could never see that happening. <laughs> yeah. Not a chance. Uh, let's see the uh, the Utica women. Uh, they are still undefeated. They're four zero and zero now. Jordan, they moved up a spot in the rankings. They went from nine to eight last weekend. They went down to Lebanon Valley and they defeated the Flying Dutchman uh, two to one and four to one. Close game there uh, Friday. Uh, came back Saturday and just you know they 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 did what they do. Uh, this team has been very impressive so far. And by the way, I just want to say that, you know, going down to Lebanon Valley, they play in the Hershey Park Arena, which I've mentioned this before. I know you're going to say, yeah, Scott, you already mentioned this. I know, but I just wanted to say it again. Awesome arena. I'd love to get there for a game someday. Um, but, no, what, what Coach Clausen's team is doing is really, really impressive. Jordan, I don't think they've given up a power play goal yet this season. I don't want to curse it or anything, but very impressive. Yeah, and you look at a team like that. We've said it before, but they – you can't say it enough because it's the exact same situation as the men had last year. You're loaded with all these veterans, and you just know you're a good team. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, this weekend, uh, Wilkes is coming to town. The Wilkes Colonels, 
Uh, Friday night over there at the Utica University Nexus Center. They start at 7 o'clock, and then Saturday afternoon, they're right back in the Nexus Center, 2 o'clock. So, like I said, a lot, a lot of hockey going on, and we, we've still got more to go here, buddy, so hang on. Uh, we just talked to the Morrisville men. We know that they're playing in Cortland this Saturday. Uh, the Morrisville women are 2-1-0. They're off to a great start themselves, playing very good hockey. Uh, they have the ice plex themselves this weekend. So Friday night, they are hosting Oswego, and then they've got a really tough test coming in Saturday afternoon as uh, the number three Plattsburgh Cardinals are coming into town. Uh, it's kind of ironic that, you know, the women and the men are both number three in Plattsburgh, you know. Um, but, yeah, a very big test for Coach Briggs' team. But, you know, they're, they're just playing very, very tight, uh, structured team hockey, which is really, you know, the, the best path to success. And uh, so far, so good for the, the Morrisville women. Yeah, and when you run a system and you run it well, it doesn't matter who you plug in, it'll work. And I, I've said this with Gary all year with the Utica men's team, and that's that I don't care who the players are. As long as they fit the system, I'm not worried. Right. And it's the same thing here. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I just want to say, too, that the uh, the Syracuse Orange, the women's hockey team, is on a bye this weekend. So they are the only bye team in our coverage area. So that's uh, – you know, they get a break this weekend. They go to, I think they go to Lindenwood, all the way out in Missouri next weekend. So they, it's not a road trip. That's a plane trip. You're not taking a bus yeah, all the way out there. 100%. So. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about the AHL uh, because, you know, we've always said we got, we got two AHL teams right here in our coverage area. Um, starting off with the Utica Comets, they are in a home-and-home home series this weekend against the Rochester Americans, who are still in first place. So let's see, Friday night, the Comets go out to Racha-Cha, as we like to say. And then Saturday night is at the Adirondack Bank Center. It's a uh, military appreciation night. Uh, they got their special jerseys all ready to go. Uh, so the Comets are currently in sixth place in the North Division. Rochester, like I said, is leading the division, but they have a goal differential of minus three. Yeah, so- and... They're one of those teams that they they're good at scoring, but they definitely let in more than they should, and that's that might be where that's coming from. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They can they can score in bunches, but they can also give up a lot of goals in bunches. But you know what? They're in first place, so you know you got to catch them. Uh, the Syracuse Crunch, likewise, are playing a home and home series. They are playing the Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins of the Atlantic Division. And I'm so glad that we don't cover that team because I wouldn't have to try to say that name all the time. <laughs> but I couldn't try Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. What? what, what, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it started to sound like uh, what was that? That cartoon there, Porky Pig. <laughs> right? There's no way I could do it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but anyways, all joking aside, I'll tell you, Jordy, the Crunch are on a tear to start the season. They're five two zero and two. They're in third place in the North Division, but they're two points out of first place behind Rochester, um, getting contributions from all over the place, and they're just playing a fantastic team game right now. Uh, everybody's contributing. Uh, so they are doing their military appreciation on Friday night because the the home part for them is at home on Friday, and then Saturday they head down to Pennsylvania. So, again, you know, the, the crunch, they're, they're doing fantastic themselves. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, they play very much a well-oiled, like a well-oiled machine in the sense that they were on a system and they know it like the back of their hand. 
and they remind me of Hartford in the sense that when they get in the zone, you don't stop it. You just don't. No, no, and I and I'll tell you, you know, so far the the systems and the way that that Coach Bouchard, Joel Bouchard's got him playing is really I I have to say has been one of the pleasant surprises of the AHL so far this year. Yeah, we expect I especially expected them to take a little bit of a down step losing Beret Belay and sure. a couple of these guys, and they've taken zero steps back. If anything, they've gone forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Trevor Carrick's gone. You know, I mean. Uh, we knew Rash was going to stay in Tampa Bay. That was a given. Yeah. Um, but, you know, today, too, they just announced that uh, Philippe Myers was recalled by the, the Tampa Bay Lightning. But, again, <clears throat> they're playing a, a very, very well-structured game. <laughs> you just, like you said, once you get that going, the sky's the limit. Yeah, and they're a team that's not really going to deal with too much of, like, super up and down, left and right, guys going everywhere. So, it's a little easier for them than if you're someone like Utica who got Max Willman called up like yeah. eh, half an hour before the game. Yeah, so they had to play 7D. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though I kind of I, – I think they only announced that about a half an hour. He had to know, you know, a little bit prior to that. But, I mean, that's – it's just kind of yeah, weird out. but they also kind of panicked having 7D and apparently Friedman's on the IR. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that uh, they, they they announced that today too. So uh, they had a couple call ups from uh, Adirondack, right? Uh, Middendorf. Yeah, and, they called up Angaras. Yes. And, yep. Yes, and that's well. Hey, but you know, I mean, the the Crunch are dealing with it a little bit too. Uh, and I and I always screw the first name up, so we'll just say Peter because I can't quite say his first name for Kochekov is going to be in Carolina for a while now. Uh, in, in the wake of the Freddie and- Anderson injury, and we hope he gets well soon. But uh, So, yeah, it's going to be Hugo Elnefeld's net in Syracuse. And then I know, uh, just wanted, you know, speaking of goaltenders in AHL, I know that there was a little bit of excitement when the uh, the comments put out the, that picture on their X account, uh, Nico Dawes on the ice. It was, it was like, whoa, he's back, he's back. Uh, nah, not, not yet. <laughs> Relax, he's just getting a little bit of ice time. Uh, apparently the timeline is still sometime after Thanksgiving probably getting closer towards Christmas. But, you know, it's hard to believe that we're just about in the middle of the month already. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy just looking at how mm. the season's already gone so far. I know. And I even just passing the week for Pioneer games and Comet games and the excitement for the Hartford game, I'm surprised we're this far in. And I'm like, where where have the five games gone? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's incredible. But, you know, I guess, what do they say? Time flies when you're having fun, right? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Awesome. So, with uh, with your shows and your podcast, you got anything going on? Uh, I put my Utica men's hype video out two weeks ago around Adrian game time. And then I got a comment one ready and waiting. I'm just running it through a couple more checks, and I'm very stingy. <laughs> so I want it done the right way. Nice. Where are we going to find there's that? One, there's, it's going to be on my YouTube at Jordy Fighter. There's one clip I overlooked that I have to take out and go through the whole editing process again because I accidentally put the same clip twice, and I'm kicking myself for it. Yeah. So there's that, and then there's more on the way. I Fellow co-host Jeremy Roberts just asked me to do a little filming for his C-League team. So Oh, nice. We'll see. Oh, yeah, oh, he gave me another man. challenge. Oh, we got we to gotta get some awesome graphics every time he touches the puck. It's the yeah, little things. Definitely. 
You know, I love, I love, Tom. is there any way you can be like put the graphic? I love Tom Wilson on the back of his jersey. <laughs> yes, I will try to do that. I will 100% try to do that. Uh, That's great. Yeah, I mean, I was actually on a, uh, again, I was on the uh, the D3 Hockey News podcast, which you can find on uh, on Spotify. Our buddy Chris Sugar has his own podcast there, and it's, it's awesome. And I was on, you know, talking some Central New York hockey with him. Uh, it's on Spotify, like I said. We recorded, I think it was Tuesday. Something like that. So, so yeah. If you're looking for some oh, more uh, this week Tuesday, this this past yeah. no, this couple days ago. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, that's this week Tuesday. Yeah, because this is Thursday. Let's see, I'm confused already. Right. Yeah. You know what? Both words start with I, a T. I know how it is. I know. You. I know. Well, I'm, I'm getting more and more confused. That must mean that it's time to go. I guess. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, really. Yeah. Got to do the old Mister Rogers for season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Mister Rogers farewell. Well, kids, I guess it's time to go. That's uh... yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, wait. Jordy's coming in again. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was going to be something. For that. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, so, Jordy, you got your YouTube channel. Where are we going to find you on the socials? Uh, same thing, Jordy Fighter on Twitter and whatever else. I mean, that's the only one I really use extensively, and that's. Usually where I scream and yell the most about whatever's going on. There you go. Get it out of your system. You feel much better. <laughs> yeah, I do it more at Pioneer Games, so yeah. I, I freak out on their bench. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. We'll 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 have to film that sometime, too. Yeah. A... <laughs> I uh, can probably clip together a ton and just have like 20 minutes of yelling at random players. Yes, <laughs> the, the Jordy Fighter angry hype video. <laughs> hey, hey, it's not just me. It's the herd. Yeah, there you go, right? You got to make a herd hype video then. That's perfect. <laughs> there, well, some of the stuff they say is pure gold. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe we'll have to get them on the show. That would be awesome. That would be. See if you can arrange it. Well, yeah, I, I might. <laughs> All right. Well, and you know, with us, of course, you can check us out at cnyhockeyreport.com. You can follow us on all the socials, uh, CNY Hockey Report, of course, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music, and whatnot. Again, I want to thank Ryan Pascarella, Gary Boynoski, and Robert Hawk from the Morrisville Men's Hockey Team for coming on with us tonight. And, of course, I want to thank you, the listener, for listening to us for the past hour or so. Anyways, I'm Scott Kimball for Jordan Brockway, Dave the Save Warner. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. <laughs>